This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. TCU can take the final shot. Miles Jr. No call. Terry, the runner, the dog. They're not going to count it. Single digits on the shot clock. Here's three to play. Matherin puts it up with two on the shot clock. Welcome on in. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Monday. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about here as the NCAA tournament goes from 68 down to 16. The Sweet 16 is set. We'll start giving our first thoughts on next weekend, sorry, Thursday night, all the way to uh, to cut this thing down to four by the end of next week. And we'll get into some NFL. Deshaun Watson traded to the Browns on Friday afternoon. We didn't see that coming after they were supposed to be out. We'll recalibrate the Super Bowl odds. Some NBA as well later. And Jimmy Patsos will join the show. But we start, Joe, with a lot of reaction to what was a great weekend of basketball. I mean, the only thing missing is a true buzzer beater. Like, we've had overtime games. We have St. Peter's in the Sweet 16, a 15 seed from Jersey City, New Jersey, in the Sweet 16. It's been a long time since anyone did anything like that. Uh, we have some number one. We have a number one out. Uh, and last night, we'll start there with the Arizona TCU ending because that was kind of the last thing we saw. That was a really good game. TCU gave Arizona everything they could possibly want. That was fun. No call at the end. Goes to overtime. And, T- and Arizona finds a way. But how about TCU? They almost it was out. fun unless you're on Arizona minus well, nine right. and a half. That's for sure. Because <laughs> I was, and I was not happy about that. Is it me or is it turn, Joe? I, turn it up. Turn it up a little bit. Who are you talking to? You. Want to hear your voice clearly on this Monday morning? <laughs> I might. I don't know. We need the goat. <laughs> you not hear me? Am I fine? No. You're better. You're now. good. You're a little. You're oh, we want to make sure we hear the takes, all of them, without you know having to. Okay. Kind of, Listen there we hard. go. We're better now. Okay. Um, but no, there were two players, one on each squad there at the throughout the end and in overtime that were just lifting their teams. I mean, it was Matherin, who was just a stud, and there were some controversial calls at the end, but uh, didn't the nation that decided to stay up late fall in love with Lampkin for TCU? Like, every, he was doing everything. He was all over the place. Uh, it, it was a ton of fun to watch, and then there were a lot of controversial no calls. Of course, one at half court in the final seconds of regulation is going to be talked about because of when it happened. But there were, all, there were also some no calls. It, it kind of felt like it was a makeup because one of those Matherin plays in the in the paint probably should have been an and one 
which was also not called. But, you know, if it doesn't happen at the buzzer, we don't really talk about it or in the final two minutes of regulation. Uh, but, yeah, that was surprisingly a fascinating game, even though I don't love how they – okay, let's spread it all out. Those first two games, you know, just a little bit of an appetizer. And then that last game is so damn late on a Sunday night. But uh, they know what they're doing, and the ratings are probably terrific. One of my biggest takeaways was, you know, these teams remaining, and I was just looking at Kem Palm at adjusted defense and how the, these teams remaining rank, and they're all like top 30. I mean, and most of them are even, I would say a handful are like top 10, top 15. So, you know, the old cliche, defense wins championships. Aside from like North Carolina, a lot of these teams, even St. Peter's, rank very high in terms of defense. It's a great point, right? The, you know, we always wonder, like, what's going to carry over? What, what, what are the things that matter? We're talking about three-point shooting. We're talking about free-throw shooting. Well, defense matters. I, I thought just watching some of those games down the stretch yesterday, I mean, the Iowa State defense was incredible. Texas Tech's defense down the stretch. Texas Tech's yeah, defense Texas down the Tech, stretch of that game. Yes. Holy that moly. That was the one that stood out to me. So They suffocated like, oh, Notre Dame. Remember that when I'm looking at Texas Tech versus Duke, you know, because that defense looks really good for Texas Tech. I thought they suffocated Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame had something going. They were shooting it well. They had some energy. It kind of felt like the uh, the Miami thing, right? I thought they were going to pull away. And then Texas Tech's defense was like, nope, you're no, not no, pulling no. away. <laughs> yeah, they were blocking yeah. shots left and right. So um, we get a 15 in. We get one a one out with Baylor. Let, let's go back to Saturday for a second, just to react mm -hmm. to that. That one, I mean, that is or was, I should say, the, felt like it was going to be the biggest choke in, in NCAA tournament history. If you have twenty five points, Joe, with ten minutes to go, I mean, you're sitting there writing North Carolina into the next round, and then all of a sudden, it's like, what just happened? I mean, the, the kid fouls out. They lose. They lose a guy, to, and it changed everything. But that's not an excuse. Twenty five points. I mean, you have twenty five with ten to go, and they almost lost. There were a number of games this weekend when certain big calls flipped games yeah. one way or the other. Like people thought that Baylor was just going to completely go away. And that's, ex that's not what happened. I mean, the live betting was unbelievable. People thought they had no chance and it certainly makes sense because we were, we almost saw the greatest comeback in NCAA history with as much as they were down, but uh, UNC got to overtime they gather themselves, and then they finish off the job. Once they go to overtime, didn't you have that feeling? Oh, this is Baylor. This is Baylor. Yes. There's no way that's going to happen. I think I, – I think I, what was the, the line going into OT? Uh, Carolina plus three and a half? Something like that. And I, I okay. didn't take it because I was like, no, they're dead. And then, it, you yeah. know, everyone kind of calmed down and reversed itself, and, and they get through there. Uh, big picture, ACC – doing better than people gave them credit for during the season. Three teams in, Duke, Carolina, and and Miami. Meanwhile, the Big Ten struggling in a significant way. How, how many Big Ten teams do we have? Two moving forward? Two. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say – Big Ten, that was the I'll theme say, on the show. Well, if you did that on Friday and Saturday, you lost a lot of money. So that's not going to be brought up. I mean, Big Ten was embarrassing on Sunday because they had right. so many teams, and in a row they just kept losing and losing and losing. And what you you have two in the end is Michigan and Purdue. Uh, Friday and Saturday went six and zero. Oh. Like nobody <laughs> talks about that, but they got their ass kicked on Sunday. However, I know that's a big story because people like to talk, you know, criticize the Big Ten, and and it's certainly warranted most of the time. Um, the SEC was worse. They were supposed to be better. 
I don't think anybody, even Big Ten homers, people that boast about how great Big Ten basketball is, I don't think anybody had them as a top two conference in the nation. Everybody had the SEC as a top two conference in the nation. Kentucky, a two, gone. A two in Auburn, gone. A three in Tennessee, should have been a two. I'll still say that, even though they lost their second game. Gone. Alabama loses to an 11 as a six. LSU, a seven loses. They only have Arkansas left after the first weekend. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast at alma we know the connection between you and your therapist matters but if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming that's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing, so you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. That's it. Out. That was way well, worse. And, and there go my futures. My Tennessee future, we were, were a lot of us, I think we were on this show. Tennessee future dead. The yeah. Auburn future died. And that, you ever have a feeling in a game, you keep waiting for a comeback with the, the better seed. And I kept waiting for it, Auburn. And then my, I just, at about 10 minutes ago, I was like, no, Miami's not losing this game. They're just better. They're just better tonight. And that, so Auburn said, so I, I lost Auburn this weekend. I lost the Tennessee future. I lost the uh, the Memphis Final Four future, yep. so I'm yep. I'm clinging to, and I lost Illinois future. What well, I mean to to make Jacob say on this uh, on this, well, he's got to be still drunk I, at this point. I was, I mean, I was doing shots on Twitter, yeah. That was before the game started, though, so I can't imagine where he was afterwards. The pit of misery. Gonzaga, though, they seem vulnerable to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I bet them first half that was profitable because we saw that first round matchup. They gave us a big scare, or at least me, because I have Zag Futures. But, uh, 
yeah, they, they look vulnerable or they just like to play like close first halves. It's uh, kind of crazy. It's a little bit of a sweat each time. <laughs> Is there a team that does not seem vulnerable? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we go over the list of these 16 teams, how many close calls were there over the weekend? I mean, we are just talking about the one last night, and that's one of the ones yeah. still live in Arizona. Right. Yeah, um, the, the three all, ones all, all, all had shaky performances. Scares. Right? Yeah. yeah big scares. Even Creighton was pushing, pushing Kansas a little bit. Yeah. Just the nature of the season that it's – we sometimes these tests in the end are good things once you get to the tournament, in that one-and-done yeah. setting. But we have – Three ones, two twos, two threes, three fours, one five makes a sweet 16. One five, no sixes, no sevens. Well, we talked about how strong that second tier is after Gonzaga, if you want to go second tier on those teams. Okay, most of them got through, but then that third tier, that's when you see the major drop off. Sure. Which team impressed you the most over the weekend that's left? Hmm. Mine would be Houston. I was impressed. <laughs> I was impressed with how they, they took yeah. out Illinois. I was impressed with just the overall play of that team. Joe, you got them. You got that future. I, I like them. Yeah. My early thought on Sweet 16 is they, they can absolutely take out Arizona. I agree. I agree. I and agree then too. Set up for Nova, Michigan winner. It's a two-point spread. Houston looks really strong. When you first asked which team doesn't look vulnerable, that was the first one that came into my mind. But maybe it's more because they – not. I know you have the future, but they were a little bit more of a surprise for me. I didn't think they were going to be this strong in the tournament. So they look really good. You know, even though they almost gave it all up, I'd say North Carolina looks strong. When we mm -hmm. think about how they ended the regular season sure. – how they looked in the ACC conference uh, tournament, even though they didn't win it, they still looked pretty good. Um, as an eight, North Carolina looks good. And the scoreboard might not suggest that they're dominant, but I feel, you guys are talking about Houston, I feel really good about picking up UCLA late. Yes, well, look at that bracket yeah. now. Look at how that yeah. played out. So, so they have to go through an eight in UNC. And, and you, I agree with you, they look better than an eight, but they have an eight. And then the winner of Purdue against St. Peter's. Peter's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you add up the, the the seeds left around them in their bracket, what do you get? Eight, 15, and three? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's I mean, that's yeah. the biggest, obviously, left of anything. And, and we'll talk about this later with, the, with some of the futures value. It still seems like people aren't – not people, but some books aren't buying into UCLA. Yes, it's, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I am a little bit as well, as efficient as they were with limited possessions in their game against St. Mary's. I mean, that that's an impressive win, whether you want to buy into that or not. And the only one that went chalk was the West, one, two, three, four. You plug those forward and you got the entire uh, West, those final four teams there. Most notable there, Texas Tech is favorite over Duke. That's the, I keep going back in my head, and I like Texas Tech. I keep going back in my head to when we had Ken Barkley on last week, and he talked about the foul, the free throw discrepancy that could happen in the game. We saw a game last night, Purdue, Texas. The free throw discrepancy was unbelievable. Like we could see another game like that, depending on how it's called. Texas Tech is physical, uh, and you you, kn you knew the tournament was going to give us something uh, dramatic there with Izzo and and Shashevsky uh, one last oh time. Goodness. You knew it, and they were playing it up. The camera, the camera was on yeah. Coach K more than the, the on the court the last five minutes. Like CBS was almost like, well, if this is it, we're going out this way. We're putting him on TV. Yeah. Are they going to let Mark Adams beat him? 
I don't know. <laughs> I think I think you're saying no, basically. Aren't you surprised by that number? Aren't they going to take a ton of Duke money as a one-point dog? Yeah, but they're going to take sharp Texas Tech money. Yeah, that's the difference. Right. But you're right. It, it, that public money is probably going to outweigh. And isn't that telling that they don't yes. care? <laughs> that right. they're saying Texas Tech is the it's better. It's me a certain way, at least. Yeah. Texas Tech. <laughs> right? What are they doing like this? The right oh, way. we are going to be so angry. Is that Thursday or Friday? We're going to be so angry. That is 324. Thursday? 324 would be Thursday. 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 The better games are Thursday. The better teams are playing Thursday. Uh, you, you know something we nailed? The bottom half of the Midwest. We just we didn't know what teams, but we, we knew it. Got them wrong. Yeah. yeah. We picked the wrong we ones. A matchup of double-digit seeds in my it's, – it's strange to say, even though we watched it yesterday, Miami and Iowa State are playing for the right to go to the Elite Eight. <laughs> Miami feels like they're they're on that kind of run. They, they just there's something about them. You know what I thought about last night? Because they were talking about the age of that team. I yeah. feel like the transfer rule is changing college basketball. Like mm-hmm. last night, Jabari Smith, right? He's headed to the NBA. The, the the kid from Auburn, probably maybe the number one pick. Usually, we always pick the better players in college basketball. We don't worry about experience or age because, like, oh, whatever. He's 18, but he's going to the NBA. You know, the average age of the Miami starting lineup is 23. They're grown men. Wow. That made a difference. It felt like they made a difference last night. Yeah. It's a lot of years. You know what else has made a difference with Miami in both of those games? Because I had a dumb survivor play on USC. And we almost won it. We almost won it with a miraculous comeback on a uh, buzzer beater. Nearly a half-court shot. Miami just doesn't turn it over. I mean, that was the difference in both of their victories. They refused to turn it over. And in the USC game, they were very careless with the basketball. But just to give credit on the Miami offensive side, they're not going to give it up. I think they had three turnovers in the first game, four last night. That's ridiculous. It is. That, uh, that, that changes the game. Like, extra possessions. They're not losing it there. All right, so we got a ton to talk about today. We'll dive into the future of this tournament. The future series Sweet 16 is set. And it was, uh, it was a good weekend for the Dogs, 27-21 against the spread as this tournament knocks its first weekend. Now we'll come back. We'll dive into the NFL. Deshaun Watson finally traded. He's a Cleveland Brown for a ridiculous contract. How does it change the Super Bowl landscape? We'll hit that next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.